40, um, 40. Goodness. 28. 28. 28. It is 28. Okay. <laughs> Episode 28 of Theories and Thoughts Podcast with your host, Anya and Cassie. <laughs> How y'all doing today? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. So, as always, we're going to get into um, some stories, I guess you can call it. I haven't figured out what to call this, seg- how to how to go into this segment. So we're just going to go into this segment. How was your Mother's Day, Fancy? Look, um, actually, I thought about this after the fact. I was like, I didn't even really do anything. Um, I basically was like still working and I just kind of like worked at my own pace. And um, But my daughter, Dylan, sent me like this really sweet text message and in the message, I just thought that it, that was probably the best Mother's Day gift um, because in the message, she just kind of was like, you know, she really loved the, the mom that I've grown to be in the past two to three years. Um, and then, you know, she was like, not to say you were bad before, but um, just with all the obstacles that we've had thrown at us, you know, and these were her words. So that like really touched me because most people know that Dylan is like my daughter that's always with me. So for her to see that growth, that really meant a lot. And then my boyfriend kind of took me shopping on Thursday or tried to because it's like most <laughs> of the still closed and um, nothing is really in the stores. But overall, so I mean, it was good. And I and, I, and my daughter's message and just I felt better because normally I'd be kind of sad on Mother's Day. But this year I was like, OK, it's just the day. How y'all doing? You know? Hey, Sharon, she said, oh, I'm early, early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, for Mother's Day, I am not a mother yet or, or what have you. It started off a little emotional. I actually did a YouTube on it. It started off a little emotional, like, oh, I'm not a mother. I don't want anybody to tell me Happy Mother's Day because people always tend to tell me Happy Mother's Day. And they're like, well, you take care of Chloe, you take care of the kids. You're such an influence in other people's lives. And even when I went to Home Depot, they were like, you always, you're like a mother to us. You're a mother around here, you know? And I'm like, even the kids that I don't work with hands on, they were like, what's up, mom? Like, you know, (laughs) so it made me, I felt a little bit better. I did get to talk to all my mothers, my stepmom, my mom, and my um, sexist mom. So it was really good. Um, I had a good Mother's Day. I worked most of the day. So I didn't expect to get anything and I didn't get anything because I'm not a mother. Well, I mean, but you still, you know, actually learned what a lot of people think of you, how they view you as well as so it's kind of like you're a surrogate mother. It sounds like it for some people. Yeah. Well, we want to say rest and peace to little Richard, Betty White, Andre and Andre Harrell. Um, the news broke of Andre Harrell on Saturday night. I want to say Betty was on Sunday and Little Richard was on Sunday. We were sitting here like, what does Little Richard say? We know good guy, Miss Molly. Uh, I, and, and actually, I think Little Richard was on uh, Saturday, too. I think Miss Wright was just the only one on Sunday that passed. But I mean, like, either way, it was a rough weekend. You know, it was a very, 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 very rough weekend. I myself was touched and I didn't want to touch the whole Betty Wright thing because my auntie, we used to listen to Betty all the time, honey. I could recite her. I remember meeting Betty. 
I um it's super auntie says yes ma'am. Uh, I remember meeting Betty Wright. Um, she did a play here in Texas, and at the time, I had um, met a guy and he was um married and i was like oh no honey i had to tell him you're that lady's husband and i was telling her about the song and me being who i am you have to know i'm like really oh my god that's our husband and you know she had wrote it years 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 ago and here i am uh, an adult telling her about her song so that was really um <laughs> i was like yes honey i had to tell him you were that lady's husband honey and my desire for you is strong but i ain't gonna do wrong Mm -mm. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> okay. that's one of my favorite songs by Betty and of course no pain no gain and who yeah. and who can forget their first time so I love that song as well um Andre Harrell is such a legend one and two people that I just really admire one of them is um Mary J I've been singing Mary since I was in elementary <laughs> I've been singing Mary since then, Alan Mary. Of course, I have followed Pete Diddy's career, you know. So, yeah, those were some. Hmm, some well, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. No, you can finish. No, I was finishing up. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, because I was trying to start my watch party too as you were talking. So I do apologize, but that's why I was looking down. But um, as far as Mr. Harold, I wasn't as familiar with him. Once I started like researching him some more, um, I did realize that, you know, it's like I had saw his name in articles and his photo, I think more so in other stuff. So um, but uh, we did do an article about him on the site. Vince did a great write up. And so um, basically just like for those who may kind of be like me with that, uh, I was able to like really learn more about him. But um, as far as Miss Betty, right, like that really it's kind of crazy because I had recently started just kind of thinking about like who are some older women um that I could interview, you know, kind of like aunties, you know, and then I saw that she had been kind of active, I think on Instagram or something. So I was like, okay, you know, um, I might can reach out to her because she is into social media and so on and might be open to interviews. But in the end, then, you know, so I regret not making certain that I got that done. And as far as my favorite songs, um, I also think like after the pain, uh, that was another one of my favorites, but to, um, tonight is the night. That was like, that song was so influential on me as a child. I think I've even shared it, but it's even other little aspects of the song. That's not even, you know, like that's not even sexually related that I just like, I guess I could just bust out with, you know, a few lyrics or something at any given time. Um, but yeah, so that was really, <sighs> I think we really like we really lost someone that was very to me. If you were to go beyond Erica Badu and Jill Scott, you know, as far as like for those women that just kind of like were there teaching you about those womanly things that oftentimes our parents yeah. or our mothers don't give us no discussions about. Like she was one of those, you know, like she has never so I mean she told us <laughs> don't blame Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie, <laughs> I mean. You know, be a lady in the street. You can't show your teeth to every guy. You, how many years did we wonder what did she mean by that? But I just thought, you know, be is it was like you know, be a freak for your man, but be a lady. Be you know, in in, in the public, you know, she told you 
forgive him when he messed up. You know, like you said, that auntie. Right. She that auntie, like, will we, you know, don't do not do this, you know. Um, it was, it, she made an impact. I mean, as I said, as a little girl, I can sit here and say, after the pain, no pain, all that, you know, just so much. So they all three will be missed. All right, next um, topic is Tennessee Dad Celebrates Daughter's Graduation from Xavier University. I love this one because my sister is, um, she's not graduating, but she's about to enter her first year of pharmacy school at Xavier. She already goes to Xavier now. And my other sister is about to be there. Um, her freshman year is going to be in the fall. So I was like, hey, hey. And as we get prepared for my little sister's um, celebration, Celebration, but not celebration, I guess, um, from high school. I thought this was just so dope. They made a stage, honey. They have a stage, they a stage out there, had a program and everything. I love it. I think I'm that extra. I feel like I'm that extra, but that daddy was like, no, baby, this is what we're going to do. And I, I love it. So she received a Bachelor's of um, Public Health Science with a minor in biology. She will be attending, um, she will be joining the armed forces and her dream job is to work for the CDC. So I thought that was dope. Yeah, um, that really was. And they said that, because um, I did like, you know, of course, I always still do a little bit of digging. So um, for one, because it was like in one of the articles, they didn't mention the people's names. So the daughter in the story is uh, Gabrielle Pierce. And the dad is Torrance Burson. So let's also shout out the dad, of course. I mean, because, oh. you know, let's let his name be known. And um, they said that he was already kind of known for over-the-top gifts. So he said that he woke up like in the middle of the night, you know, after they learned that they'd be doing the virtual commencement ceremony. And he was just like, you know, she gonna walk across somebody's stage. And so he just got started the next day or whatever. But I think that was like really sweet, you know. I saw so many people say how they don't value that moment. I don't think I really did either. But then you look back and it's like, you know what? That was supposed to be something really big. You know, that was a celebration for me, not even for other people, which oftentimes a lot of people say that's, you know, initially that's what they were thinking when they missed it. So that was really sweet. Like, kudos to him. I cried. <laughs> okay. I cried high school. I cried. Um, with my associates, I didn't cry for my bachelor's. I was just like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> I, never, I, don't, I was always kind of like, you know what? Just give me my stuff and let me get away from here. That's kind of, and I, I will say, I used to have a bad attitude. You know, I used to not practice gratitude as much or really look at my accomplishments. So to me, it was just like free at last. You know, we ain't got to talk. <laughs> I don't have to show up. I did show up, though, and my kids would always be there. So, you know, it was kind of a, like a touching moment, but it was just always still kind of a, I don't know. I don't like things ending in a sense, but I was ready to get away from school. So <laughs> I felt accomplished, especially after my associates. I was like, I have to get some. Matter of fact, that's what my counselor said. She was like, do you want to get all the credits that you have? You don't have enough for a bachelor's, but if you take one more extra class PE, you can get this associates and you feel accomplished and want to go further for the bachelors. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go for it. And that's what I did. So shout out to what's his name again? Mr. What? Burson. Mr. Burson. Shout out to you. Shout out to the fathers out there that love their baby girls like that. My daddy is 
my daddy ain't ain't gonna build nothing, but he extra. <laughs> my father is extra. <laughs> but he ain't gonna build that. He might have a second line out there, but he ain't gonna build <laughs> <laughs> So I really appreciate that. And it really showed how black men, you know, we always hear so many black men have, you know, don't take care of their kids when they're really out here doing it. These right. men. So shout out to black men too. You know, y'all need some love because society is just keep. Yeah. <laughs> right, society just keep keep trying to beat y'all down, but we love you. And right, friends. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, that didn't sound genuine, but yes, I do love black men. You know, I don't know what else to tell you, but yeah. <laughs> no, I know that. I know that you do. I was just messing with you. All right. Um. Next story, Nicholas Johnson, a Canadian student majoring in operations research and financial engineering, is named the first black valedictorian of Princeton University, first in its 274th year history. What you got? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Because I was like, initially when I saw this story, I was like, okay, what's, you know, I'm always looking at like, what's the angle here? You know, is the angle because this is going to actually um, be a year where they hold a physical graduation. And actually they're going to, um, the school said that they would come back like ne next May and actually do a ceremony. But what, as I continue to read, like what I was most impressed by was all of his accomplishments. So I actually like, it's a lot of them. Um, I just wanted to take a minute because he deserved this. So he interned internationally, internationally at um, with cultural immersion trips to Peru, Hong Kong, and the United Kingdom. Um, he also interned at Oxford University's Integrative Com Computational Biology and Machine Learning Group, as well as he was working um, as a software engineer in machine learning at Google's California headquarters. And it's more stuff in between there. But then what I skipped to <laughs> and his thesis, um, his senior thesis was entitled Sequential stochastic network structure optimization with applications to addressing Canada's obesity epidemic. So um, it was focused on developing high performance, efficient algorithms to solve. Look, I'm not even about to go into what all it was about to solve. But the thing that also stood out to me, because of course he's addressing obesity from an engineering standpoint, because a lot of this, I don't even totally understand, but part of his work is, um, is said to have applications to public health interventions designed to increase the adherence to strict social distancing to curb the spread of COVID-19. Like, I mean, and this is a black young man from Canada. So I think we should be very proud of him. The whole, the Ivy League school, you know, is good, but like just his work alone, he could stand on that alone without even, you know, but of course he probably wouldn't have had those opportunities had he not been at that school but I was just really excited when I was reading about him. So I want y'all to know what all he's done. I was excited about it. I, um, <clears throat> um, I think I told it, I said this another time. We still in these first, the first black this, the first black that. Right. We have a difference in opinion. I just feel like I love the fact that we're winning, but it just seems like over and over it's the first black this, the first black that. When we, I, I be happy when we over the first black, whatever, and it's 
I mean, we still celebrate, you know, the black person. However, not so much as the first black this and the other. It's a damn shame. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always say, usually I would say, why we have to go to those type of schools to be celebrated? But, hey. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. No, because I, I was about to do my little disclaimer. I'm actually in my watch party. I'm trying to still engage with my people. So somebody said, how old is he? Dang. <laughs> about. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I don't know. I said, uh, I don't know. But he, I was meaning to say he probably graduated on time. So he probably like 21, 22 or something. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Linda, about my earrings. I'll tell you where I got them from later. Um, I, I be like that too. <laughs> Cause I um he probably started doing some of that stuff in high school. He probably did, and that's yeah. the beauty of it. I hate to say it, American education versus Canadian education. It might just be a little bit better. Yeah. As well as um, I mean, and just really being in the South and still living in the South and having teenagers, you know, and college kids in the South. I realized we don't have all those same opportunities, you know, like those connections with the colleges and so on, as much as we see them, you know, in uh, more northern or western states and so on like that. But um, to get into our sponsor, our first sponsor for the evening so that I can make certain that I do not forget. So um one of this week's sponsors is the eight figured brand and to tell you all a little bit about it eight figured is a fitness apparel brand the eight figure mindset is all about accepting who you are and being an engineer of the body you were given self-love and accept and self i'm sorry self-love acceptance and self-respect so you all can learn more about them at their website www dot eight the number eight figured at f-i-g-u-r-e-d dot com um and then their instagram is eight the number eight figured brand that's f-i-g-u-r-e-d b-r-a-n-d and y'all got those out <laughs> yeah i look down at my i'll be looking down because i'm trying to do my watch part we're not um we haven't gotten it down that we can have somebody else run our social media to share on our pages. Also, usually I'm the one who send the link to the um to the guests. So I was like, hey, I sent y'all the link. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm always looking down to make sure they didn't text me to say that they can't make it or whatever. So just want like y'all to know what it is that we be doing when we're looking down and everything. So did our guests arrive yet? Um, I have Tara in right now and I'm correcting her name to make sure if it's gonna show. I can go ahead on and bring her in. Um I, okay. Oh sorry. I was gonna say we should wait. Um oh. oh well because I had hit, but also I'm still kind of wondering too how it's gonna work out, um, how it's gonna look, you know, once we're able to bring in Suzanne. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Tonight it is real. We have a really, really, really good show. Um, we have two women who are all about wives and educating women on being wives and being in their marriages successfully. Um, they have years. They're going to tell y'all about themselves, but they have years underneath their belts. And 
I have had the pleasure to sit under both of their feet, at both of their feet, and just talk to them and learn different things. So I'm like really excited about tonight. Um, what's wrong, Fancy? Uh, <laughs> don't mind me. You know, I'm still working stuff as you're talking. Sorry. Um, but I was trying to correct Tara's name, and then I realized it went back to something else. I wanted to show it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So how are you, ladies? We good. We good. We are good. Thank you guys for the opportunity to give us an a chance to talk about marriage. Are you welcome? Go ahead and, and um, introduce yourself uh, um, while we wait for Suzanne. Okay. Well, I'm Tara Davis, and I'm the founder, well, one of the founders of the Haven Marriage Center. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization that believes that better marriages creates better families, which creates better communities. And so that has been uh, Earl and I mission uh, since we divorced and remarried. Uh, we've just decided, you know what, let's, let's share uh, what God did for us when he, you know, gave us an opportunity to remarry one, remarry and how he didn't make it perfect, but he definitely restored um, our relationship when we had failed. And so uh, we offer coaching for couples and then we also offer coaching for wives. And then uh, since the COVID-19, I'm sure everybody has seen the spike in the domestic violence. Um, it is very real. So we uh, <laughs> um, have started this de-escalation, domestic violence de-escalation program. Okay, how long have you guys been married all together, all the years? Okay, so um, I need Earl for that. So <laughs> we got married in 1999, right after college. We were uh, college sweethearts, and, you know, we were shacking, and the world was perfect. Like, we shacked for five years, our whole five-year college. We shacked. It was perfect. And then in 1999, right after we graduated, um, University of Alabama, we got married and we moved to Florida and it just went downhill. And so we divorced in 2001. Then we remarried in 2003. I don't think I was getting, I, I kept wondering when you were saying remarried, I was like, maybe she's meaning Miss Suzanne. So you married your husband twice. Yes. I married my husband twice. <laughs> like, oh. They couldn't stay away, girl. They couldn't stay away. Well, I, I, I need one more time to get it right because we still struggling. <laughs> so, like, I mean, well, look, Anya, because now I'm interested. Anya, did you have a first question? Well, and should we should we move on? I mean, go ahead. I text her to see where she is. It could be a hang. It could be anything. Okay. So Cause I do have questions. Cause like, I mean, I noticed how you said you all were, you know, it was bliss while you were just still dating or shacking. So what changed when you all got married? Like, how did it change? I think for me, I can only speak for me. I had no idea the concept of what it meant to be somebody's wife. I mm -hmm. wanted to continue on, you know, like we were roommates, we were paying our bills 50, 50, he went as he wanted to go. I went as I wanted to go. And it was just like, hey, you good? I'm good. 
And so when we got married, for me, it was a shift in him of the expectations that he desired for me. That became a whole problem for me because it was like, oh, you need to be in a house by this time. I'm like, no, I'm grown. I have a daddy. He's already raised me. So I'm going to, you know, I can't deal with that. And it became, you know, just the little things of you now have made a lifelong commitment to this person to be with them. And even though we had lived together all of those years, it just became a shift in my mindset where he became my enemy, where it was like, no, whatever you say, whatever you think, I'm going to be opposite of, you know, I remember, you know, we got in the first house and it was just like little things like, oh, no, I think this bedroom you know, should be used for office. I think this should, and those are the little foxes that come into marriages and you just, now you're not, you know, like the topic we're talking about today, you're not basically checking for him anymore. It's all about you. It's all about, okay, my desires and the things, you know, that I want. And it became a competition of who, who can win. It's not about us winning as a team anymore. It's about, oh, how can I win, you know, in this situation? And I, you know, I can't explain it. You know, I tell couples, I really believe it's the fact that when you're in sin, the enemy is already winning. You know, when you, you know, so the enemy had no issues of attacking us. But once we made that covenant and that commitment to God, then the enemy got busy and he yeah. used me greatly. <laughs> At least you can, you know what? I love it. I love that you can own that. You know, you can own that because I think so many times when we get in relationships and with anybody and we be like, wait, hold up. I'm grown. You can't hold up. No, you can't tell me nothing. And I can see how the dynamic would change then because he had different expectations from just his girlfriend. And right. I always tell people when people ask me what I'm looking for, I'm like a teammate. I, I need a teammate. Mm -hmm. I need someone. I, I'm not trying to fight you. We're supposed to be on the same side. And let's let's make this work the same side. I'm not, I don't want to come in and battle you after I didn't battle the world, you know? Right, right, right. So our topic tonight is don't leave your man behind. Or don't leave your spouse behind if there's men wow. that's out there that wanna then they may need to know that just because you you know you you gaining I was watching um Diary of a Mad Black Woman last night. Mm -hmm. And I and you know, thinking about this, it made me think about that, you know, the fact that he was gaining momentum and she was just a housewife because he didn't want her to do anything else, that was her job. And when he became bigger, bigger and better, he he felt like he can just sweep her over, you know, over to the side. So we have to remember when we're elevating, take our take our spouse with us. They don't. They may not necessarily. And this is the single girl talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they may at least fancy got a boyfriend, but you know they may they may not be into what you're doing and doing business wise. But still take them with you. They may want to be, you know, just play the supportive role. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. If she come on here, because she say yes, fancy. 
Um, I don't, I don't see her. Like, and I know we did the test of the day, but I'm not seeing her across the bottom the way. Let me try. I'm gonna try to reformat the screen. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. But I think, I think we, you know, going back to that movie, we have every every intention of you know being a team and and being connected you know of course you don't marry someone that you're thinking no i want to you know this is it we're gonna do life together we're gonna you know be one i'm always gonna um cater to him you know i'm gonna you know that was my mindset like oh i'm gonna be the perfect wife because i was intentional like i knew i wanted to be a wife I didn't understand the roles and the responsibilities of being a wife. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the man grows and, you know, just like the movie, he became a lawyer, he got his success. Well, what do you do when your partner is rejecting that thing that you have always been? When he wants something different, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Do you pull away or do you continue to fight and try and find some way to reconnect with your partner? And I think, you know, it's on both of them, you know, even like when the one who's founding success and they want something different instead of saying, you know what, let me teach my wife this new um, thought process, you know, with me and Earl, Earl is all, he's a artistic type of guy. So he's always flowing. He's always got these great ideas, which is, I loved him, right? That's why I married him twice because he can give me a story and he can make it feel so good. I'm like, yes, I love this. Well, now that I'm older, that's not as cute. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to go on that ride. I want some uh, stability. I want to know, you know, exactly this is how it's going to be. I don't like change. And what I can appreciate about him is that he will get in the trenches with me and, and have patience with me until I'm able to make that change, until I'm able to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I see your point of view. It's scary for me. I might not like it, but at least I can, you know what I'm saying, feel comfortable because he made me comfortable. You know what I'm saying? He didn't just get angry with me and say, you know what, well, this is what I'm doing. You do you. Right. So one of the one of the steps of not leaving your mate behind, your man behind, your husband, your um, wife behind is that patients understand that they're not moving at the same pace that you are. And you are two still two different individuals and you learn differently and you operate differently. Right. That's what I heard. You right. operate differently and I, they say opposites attract. So although you have all these other things that are, you know, the same the way you work in different things sound like those are the things that, um, that are different. So right. in that, in learning, cause I know I've talked to Suzanne, she, Suzanne stresses, you grow every day. I still don't know this Negro. I still don't know him, you know, and they've been married 25 something. 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. They've been married 30 years. And she was like, I still don't know him. He grew up. And we had a, um, we had a relationship. Um, what she, is she a therapist? I think I want to say she was a therapist. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Glendora. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, she's a relationship. Well, she's a therapist, not necessarily a therapist, uh, but communication is more her focus, I think. 
And she was saying, communicate, tell them, hey, I don't like how you say this or how you do this or this, that, and the other. Hi, Suzanne. Hello, how are you all? Um, one second, then we'll have you introduced. And she was saying, you know, you may feel like, I, you know, I don't like you calling me baby no more. <laughs> you know, I got older. I don't like being called baby no more. I want to be called something else. And it's all about that communication. So um, before I do my next, my next question, Suzanne, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Okay, y'all, please forgive me. I was having some issues, but nevertheless, I'm here. Well, I'm Suzanne. Um, I've been married for 31 years to um, a good guy. I say he's a good guy. We've been in business together for over 10. Um, it's been challenging, but it's been successful at the same time. We have three kids, three grandkids, three adult children, which is a whole nother ministry in itself. And, uh, but other than that, I'm just a, a, a lady trying to make life happen the best way I can without destroying nothing at the same price, at the same time. So that's me. Okay. Well, because um, <laughs> I paid up. So we're talking about don't leave your man behind, don't leave your spouse behind. So Tara was telling us, you know. You may be, you may learn at different rates. You may deal with things differently, you know, and creatively and just to communicate, you know, it's good to have a spouse that has patience, right? That has the patience to say, you know what, babe, let me, let me help you with this. Let me move you along the way that the, the pace that you are at and that doesn't get upset. So what would be another thing? I'm sorry, Fancy. Did you have something? Yeah, well, I do want to know because before, because it seems like you're about to ask what would be another thing. But from uh, my watch party over here, actually, Mr. Jimmy Daniels is very engaged in this conversation. So he pointed out from uh, Miss Tara's story that communication and compromise were two, you know, important factors, you know, throughout this situation or, you know, what it takes is part of that. So I thought that those were also good things, but, you know, do you all agree? Because that is kind of like what I was thinking as well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. I think uh, compromising is a daily thing, you know, where you, as the individual, you have to be intentional about choo choosing your battle where you're saying, is this something really, because I know my relationship, you know, my relationship is basically an adult now. So I know how we can operate. I know we can go two to three days without talking. He mad. So I have to choose if this is a situation that I believe in enough in order to have that distance in my relationship. And then, you know, I have to process who I am as a person, you know, look at myself and say, okay, no, that's something I can compromise on. And sometimes there's situations that I just, you know, I'm not to a place where I can relent. I can compromise. And that's when he has to show me grace or he has to compromise in order for this thing to work. But it has to be a give and take. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> give and take. I know, Suzanne, man, you have talked about that too, picking your battles, mm -hmm. um, having to sit on your hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you want to react, you know, you want to react, but you can't react right, right then and there. So what is something else, ladies, 
when we when we get successful, we're working in our business. We we had this man, we had his family here, but we're working in this business and we trying to go. And he's like, "When you gonna cook me dinner tonight?" I mean, you know, you cooking dinner before the business? Huh? Were you cooking dinner before the business? Hey, I don't know. If it's me, no, because I don't like cooking. But I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, so for me, I don't cook. I got the kids cooking. Earl cook, and Suzanne just shared with me yesterday. She didn't make. What did you make? Neck bones. A whole Sunday meal on a Monday. <laughs> so see all of them things that I started before this um quarantine, I had to keep it up in the corner yes. times 10. So <laughs> you're trying to say Tara is do what you know you can do and, and don't be trying to be something that you're not, because when push comes to shove, you set expectations. Mm-hmm. You and once you set those expectations. It, that's where we we find ourselves in a battle because we've let a person believe this is who we are, this is what our capacity is, and and now all of a sudden we switching up in the, on uh, switching the game up on them, and now they trying to figure out. I don't know, you was that chick, or you was that dude. because you was doing all of this in the beginning. Just because we're in the quarantine don't mean nothing. I still want some beans and rice, so I cooked them beans and rice and egg bones and cornbread. <laughs> I might I might have talked about the onion while I was putting it in the pot. I might have had an issue, but I did it, you know. So, like my sister saying, keep up what you start, and if you can't, just be true true enough to yourself to right. say this is not what I do, and and be okay with your no. You know, this isn't who I am, and 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 hopefully he can't extend you the grace because if you don't cook, why is he expecting you to cook now? That's a whole another topic and a whole another conversation. That's something else going on. Now he's expecting something that you never put on the table like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But as, as you start, as you start getting more successful, you start getting busy, right? Just a mm-hmm. little bit busier. So what will we what are we doing then? Like how do how are we handling that? How are we handling? I'm I decided that I want to start a business. I talked to you about this business. Mm-hmm. I talked to you that and told you that I'm gonna start this business. And now you're telling me I'm getting too busy. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no time for you. So I don't want to leave you behind here. I mean, I'm asking you if you want to come with me, but you acting like you don't want to come. You got this, Tara? You got this one, Tara? <laughs> well, I think, I think the, the reality is, is that we have to decide which position is most important. Is it the position of being an entrepreneur, which ebbs and flows with life? Sometimes you got money. Sometimes you don't right? Or is it the position that you went before your family and your friends and you went before God and you made a covenant with him based on your relationship? You didn't make a covenant to be an entrepreneur, but you did go and make a covenant before the church, before God to be somebody's wife. So I believe that that's your most important role. So if the person that you decided that this is you want to be his wife and he's telling you, hey, things are off balance. I think that's something that you have to consider. You know what I'm saying? And say, okay, baby, you got to help me figure out how I can be everything that I want to be and also be what you need me to be. What ideas that you have that we can work this thing out and not, you know, not necessarily say, well, you knew this is what I wanted to do. 
you see I'm doing all of this work, well, that's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you married to a real man. Like we got. That's not going to work. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing I would add is it's just, it's so serious. And it's pretty much what Tara was saying. You have to prioritize what's most important to you. You know, um, regardless to if it was something we could have even agreed that this is what I was going to pursue. But if I see that my 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 significant other is taking issue with it for whatever reason, his issues may not have nothing to do with me. It could be um, things he's dealing with in his own busy life. You know what I mean? That's causing him stress and anxiety. But it's coming out because him and I should be best friends. I should be the one closest to him. I'm going to see all of his weaknesses i have to decide you know am i going to slow down enough to find out what the core issue is with him while i do what i do yes yeah, asking a lot but but it's it's the position that we asked for it's a position that we went into willingly it's, it's the position that we actually not went in with him and and him and just him and i this is something we said before whatever authority we stood before and said hey i'm going to enter into this union with this guy it's, it's just one of those things well, you have to really, really ask yourself, what am I prioritizing? This business or this marriage? I've just been listening because I'm like, uh, especially being an entrepreneur, I know I've had the situation come up before, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, like most of my past relationships have kind of ended because it was more so like I was more committed to my business or that's how they felt. But um I oftentimes think too a big part of that was, you know, finding someone that actually can match my driving ambition. I think that that type of person sees that more clearly and maybe then that way we can have more effective communication and compromise like because we'd be meeting along that same playing field. So when you all said that about, you know, real men or either real women, because one thing I wanted to kind of just um, say, I love what Ms. Tara said. Um, just a minute ago. And I can't even remember exactly what it was, but it was kind of like along that changing of the mindset because I oftentimes like, I know initially when we decided to have this conversation, we were more so thinking about women and leaving their male counterparts behind. But I've had several men talk to me about, you know, like, how do I tell her, you know, like, I want more out of life than this. You know, I need her to get up and have more ambition or, you know what I mean? Like they, that's really what they're wanting. And it's like, the, the woman may not be getting that. So I like the fact that Ms. Tarr, um, when you were saying just kind of like how you change your perspective, because I think that for one, that's kind of giving um, the men a way to kind of see how to approach the subject, you know, like a, a, a more kinder way to say it, but also for that, for those women out there that's listening that have kind of heard something similar before and you didn't really want to take heed. Now, you know, like, hey, a mind shift is going to have to take place at some point or either again, like if you're going to prioritize, then obviously your relationship or your marriage isn't, you know, what is most important to you. But I'll say now what I kind of want to know, because I noticed you all talked about like with the prioritization. Um, I'm still like trying to learn how to balance, you know, just like I need some tips for that because I know that priority is a thing, but how do you make all that happen? You know, how do you cook a Monday meal on a, a Sunday meal on a Monday after, you know, you've been editing and just doing like, you know what I mean? Just doing all those tasks just that we have to do not only wearing the role of a wife or a girlfriend, or but also as a mother and a business owner, you know, like what do you do for self-care or how do you keep yourself motivated or how do you organize it basically? So like, 
you got it or you want me to talk? I'll speak from my perspective and I'll keep it short and then you jump in there. For me, and I can only speak for me, I, I, I let my yeses be yes and my noes be noes. If I really don't want to do it, whatever that may be, and sometimes I cook begrudgingly, to tell you the truth, I don't want to, but I put it out there. This is a standard that I set and I'm going to honor that. So sometimes I'm in there mad cooking, but I'm a cook and, and I'm going to work my way through my own emotions. Am I going to be hollering and kicking and screaming while I'm in the kitchen? I don't feel like cooking. No, because this is a standard that I set. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to throw something together real quick. As tired as I may be, I'm going to get it done. And, and I'm going to deal with my own sets of emotions. And now I have to realize, you know, this is a boundary that I set that I can't. I don't have the capacity for it right now. So I'm going to have to reorganize my capacity with him and let him know, hey, look, this isn't something I'm going to be able to do as much as I've always. It's communication. Communication is key. And not be angry when I communicated to him. He might get mad, but I'm going to be okay with him and his emotions. I'm going to let him figure that out on his own. And But my boundaries are set. They're clear. And it's a, and how he deals with that is how he deals with that. Yes, I'm going to be mindful of how it's affecting him. So if I can jump back in there and do a little something extra again, I might. But then again, I might not. Because I have to be sure that he understands that my capacity level has changed. Yeah. So it's it's major to be able to communicate your truth, your yes and your no have to be really clear and not selfish, you know. And when I say not selfish, I can say no just because I want to. I can say no because I'm mad. I can say no because I know something's changed and I want to do this over here and I'm not too concerned about that right there. But again, I just encourage um, just discovering who we are as people, be it man or a woman. Yeah. And let your true yes be the thing that drives you and your true no be the real reason why you do or not do something. Because yeah. we find ourselves so extended that we're doing everything for everybody except ourselves. So my self-care starts with my true yes or my true no. Mm -hmm. I like that's that. so good. And that's absolutely everything that I was going to say. Because I think, you know, a lot of times, we do things for people, not just our husbands, but mm -hmm. we do for individuals because we're, we like to nurture. We yeah. like to take care of people. And I think we have to, as we grow, we have to say, you know what? I don't want to do that right now. And be okay with how they respond. They have mm -hmm. a, a right to have their emotion and let them deal with their own emotion. Not trying to convince them to you know what I'm saying? Be okay that I don't want to cook today. You know what I'm saying? When I used to cook, but be okay that they're not going to be okay and give them an opportunity to deal with their you know, own emotions. And then the other thing is the, the self-care. I mm -hmm. think we as women and as wives, we have, we, I know for me, I had this expectation of my husband taking care of me and making me whole and being this person for me that he could not be. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because God was already in that position and God is jealous, right? So he's like, you won't have any. I can make you that. I can make you whole. I can make you feel those things. And so when I got married the first time, it was a sense of disappointment because he wasn't, you know what I'm saying, making me happy. He wasn't making me feel, you know, how I feel. And so we do uh, this book club um, every, twice a month. And so we're reading The Surrendered Wife. And our, one chapter we did, it talked about, it is very difficult 
to tell somebody what you want when you don't know what you want. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, that's wow, good. What? You gotta know yourself. Yeah. It's very hard to express to a spouse or a mate your desires when you don't even know your own desires. And that's where self-care comes in, mm-hmm. where we can get in tune to who we are living, to know what you want and what you, yeah, I used to like cooking, but I don't like cooking anymore. So I can't do that for you. Let's talk about it, you know, and not come at him like, you know, it's an issue. Like, baby, I want to cook for you. You remember all those years I used to cook? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just different. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there anymore. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I, I love that. Um, let your yeses speak and, and you know, communication. I, um, that's one thing I always hear about marriages. Communication, communication, communication. Now, my thing is when people are quick to say, you're so busy. Well, you haven't came into my world to see how busy I'll be for you because I definitely wasn't sitting here twiddling my thumb, sitting on the couch waiting for you to make it here. I was busy doing things, but I'm open to creating a space for you in my life if I see fit. But the first thing you hear is you're so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you work through that, especially being, um, you know, being single? Yeah, Suzanne is way more spiritual than I am. <laughs> you are so dirty, ma'am. That is so not cool, honey. <laughs> Suzanne <laughs> already got on me about this. Sarah, you take no, Listen, if you so busy, you have not met the one yet. So keep Absolutely. on. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. able to. Yeah. I will make time for you. One of my girlfriends posted one time. She was like, sir, stop being upset because when you walked up on me, I was busy. Right. This is what I was doing, sitting here waiting for you to get here and deciding that I'm going to be with you. You haven't been I'm like, I would make time, but then yeah, I make yeah. time, you're not even worth it. You're not even making time for me, and I done made time for you. Yeah. Keep it up. You, yeah. You, yeah. I, yeah. I was very busy when I met my husband. What you do? In the club. <laughs> no, when you when you was busy, what when did you when did you stop being busy? When I met him, I became unbusy. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like Tyra said, you'll know, you know, even if you did if, if, if you're being busy and, and a little time you set aside for him, it, it, it's just that a little time. When you when you really rearrange your schedule and and it, then you gonna know, okay, this dude is doing something. This is different. Um, I did the same thing, Tara. I, I have no interest in nothing or nobody but myself. And the moment I laid eyes on that dude, girl, I, I was like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> look. I'm gonna make you mine. That was me. I'm gonna make you mine. This <laughs> sound like me, then. <laughs> I'm gonna make you mine, and we've been together ever since then. Yeah. Like, yeah. in real life, yeah. Look, both of us in a whole nother relationship. Both of us in a whole nother relationship, but we locked eyes, and it was a wrap after that. So, so don't worry about them little things. You know, if they come in and come out, and one thing I would say to, um, and I've always said it to Anya, I, I love the way she dates. She literally dates. You know what I mean? I, I mean, people may say whatever, see whatever, believe whatever. But as a single woman, you should have multiple different people that you go to dinner with. 
You yeah. should have multiple different we people. Yeah. Going, hey, going hey, to the look, movies. Look, Earl, well, Earl in the room. He might well, get up, Earl. <laughs> look, Antonio just came in here, right? I was like, oh, Antonio, just, we should probably let him come in at, at the end of this. We gonna have, we gonna have another time for them. We gonna let them come. Okay, okay. I just put Antonio out. I put look. Okay, we gonna. We gonna have, especially Suzanne's husband. I don't know Tara's husband, but Suzanne's husband. Is I don't know. Tara is Antonio in their relationship, and I'm her. That's how we balance each other out. And, and, and I don't know if she told y'all a testimony in the beginning. And, and it's just an amazing thing how when God is ready for you to see yourself, He will send you somebody that not only you respect, but somebody that that's bold enough to talk to you according to who they are and that's not trying to tempt who they are they're not trying to be nice because of who they think you might be they just cut throat you know what i mean no chaser and so as she was talking god beginning he began to tell me hey she she's she's representing who your husband is to you you need to listen but she had a woman's perspective so i was able to sit and talk with this nut home see the same attributes in my husband but I, I understood it better coming from a feminine version of him so i was able to handle him a little bit different and then we get to talk and she looking at me like you act too much like her uh-huh so i'm gonna tell you what you need to go in <laughs> you need to honor that they are both y'all both y'all know i love y'all so much yeah but seriously, <laughs> seriously, you know what? And I was watching Becoming on Netflix yesterday, and that's what Michelle Obama said too. You, mm -hmm. you know, marry somebody that you respect first. That's important that you respect and you respect what they're doing. And mm -hmm. you know, you both agree on the moral thing, the moral things. You may not agree on everything else, but she's never felt disappointed morally. You mm -hmm. know, and I love that. So, so we're right, we're um right at the end of this segment we definitely will have to have y'all back on <laughs> to talk about more is there any closing anything in closing you would like to make sure you get over to our audience hmm. uh, if i had to say anything to um male or female that was um successful in their own individual right and they may be aligned with somebody who is successful or not yet as successful as them i would say give give your give your spouse room to move according to how they move um it's always something to learn from them that's the stage of life that i'm in now is rediscovering my husband after all of these years the very things that i i kind of took for granted or i i was angry with or didn't understand because he didn't think like me is the thing that he's teaching me through now. And it's like, you know, I, if I would have been listening to this or if I would have received this piece of you 20 years ago, how far along would I be? And um, so I would just encourage people to not, not be so emotional about the thing that moves you in whatever direction, just take the emotion away from it and look at it with a strategic eye because nine times out of 10, the thing that you don't know or the thing that you don't understand or the thing that's moving you emotionally, is gonna teach you something. So it's remain teachable, remain teachable in the process. And I, 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 I kid you not, if I had 20 years back, I would have paid more attention to the thing that was bothering me because now I understand that it was bothering me because it was either something I didn't know, something I didn't understand, or something that was going to require greater of me. And I should have paid attention, but I'm paying attention. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. 
I think my thing, I would say just from a position as a wife, you know, those of you who are considering marriage and, you know, want to do life with someone, I would say it's a beautiful thing, but it's very intentional. It doesn't happen. Like it's not, you know, we, I was thinking about how we, you know, when we, some of us become moms, they got this handbook teaching you how to be a mother, teaching you how to be a parent, but nobody teaches us how to be a wife. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we constantly have to, when you take on this responsibility, because you don't have to do it. You don't have to be a wife. There are people who are good. They don't want anybody in their space. They're good with kids. And I mean, without having kids, without having a husband, it's okay. Like, you know, our church teaches that that's the preferred life because at that moment you can focus on Jesus without a mate. Like my husband is in between me and Jesus because if I get mad at my husband, now I'm looking at Jesus like, why would you let me marry him? <laughs> okay. Relationship. You do me, <laughs> Why would you do this to me? And so I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I tell people it's a covenant. It's a commitment when you take on the responsibility of being a wife. And the enemy mm-hmm. wants to destroy. He wants to tear down. Because two is better than one. Because yeah. when you're weak, you have a support. You have somebody that's strong when you're weak. When you're strong, he's weak. And, 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 and for me, it feels good having somebody to do life with. So my thing is to say, you know, any ladies that are thinking about getting married, just make sure that you want the role and the responsibility of wife and not mm-hmm. just a daddy. Yeah. Well, thank you both for um, joining us today. On the screen, um, Fancy had all their information um, to connect. <clears throat> to connect fancy did you have something um well no not, not as far as with them i just needed to get the last sponsor out really well yeah so oh. thank you ladies for joining us good night love you bye all right one thing I've really, um, I knew it would kind of be a prolonged discussion, but I kind of want to touch on how people always be talking about, like, um, don't be acting like a wife to a boyfriend. So, um, you know, if they want to come back and discuss that with us, you know, in a little while, I'm kind of interested in that subject. <laughs> so well, I'll reach out to them for that. Don't be a wife to a boyfriend. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So our uh, second um, sponsor for the evening is the credit repair consultant, Miss Sandy Payne Felder. Um, you all can find her Instagram, which is at Sandy, S-A-N-D-E-E underscore P-18-10. Or um, we also have her number listed. But right now, Miss Payne is asking, are you looking for another stream of income? She's looking for business partners in all 50 states, whether you want to pursue a part-time or a full-time career. She's looking for individuals who are serious, business-minded, self-motivated, and coachable. So keep your income options open and contact Miss Sandy. Her uh, number, since I listed the Instagram, her actual number is 757-337-1263. So you all can hit her up on Instagram or check her out, you know, via phone. 
sounds great. Tonight, you, you still have on your hook a sister? Yes, yeah, I do. Um, look, I tried. Y'all can really see my shirt, and I don't like just being all in the camera. I never get my camera right. But I, um, I'm going to actually share a photo, I guess, like in the comments so that you all can see the shirt because I do appreciate Hook a Sister Up for my shirt. And you all can check them out. Um, that's Miss Linda Otterbridge. And Hook a Sister Up is an online community um, along the lines of empowerment. And oh, yeah, did I actually write these out? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I did. But I'm sorry. But I'm going to come back and maybe we'll have Miss Linda on. So that way um we can you know definitely know more about the organization and i'll also try to include like some links and stuff in the comments as well and then before onion before you do yours let me just also just make certain that i get out the theories and thoughts never thirsty tumblers here's the link if you all like to purchase one you know um they are customized so you can get your name on them and then it has our logo on the front so you can get those at the swagger.net site and the link is there or you could just go under the shop tab. Okay. Tonight I am wearing newfangled earrings by Bree Moore Productions. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook, Bree Moore Productions. And I actually have on my swag her shirt, our stories, our struggles, our success. So if you want to buy that also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can visit um, our shop. Actually, you can send us an email because I don't think I have those up in the shop, but we are working on getting some more shirts. Um, and and I realized when you asked me, did I have any announcements? I didn't really think about it at the time, but we do have some positions open um, on our Facebook page as well as we have positions open on Indeed. And um, Jermail is also looking for media correspondence. So um, I know we've got like a lot of responses in and we've also been sharing some of those submitted videos on our Instagram page. So you all can check that out. Also, if you did get a chance to check out my interview with state rep of um, Michigan good. state rep, Sarah Anthony, um, you all can view that on our Instagram account at Swagger Magazine. But she and I are kind of discussing the events that took place on the state capitol the other week when her photo went viral and she was being escorted into the capitol life by some black armed citizens. So that was a really interesting discussion. And we're going to try to see about getting it over to the website as well. All right. Well, you know where you can find me, Lady CEO, L-A-D-I dot CEO on Instagram. I'm Lady CEO on Twitter and on Facebook, Lady CEO, uh, Ornia T.M. Davis. So. I'm sorry. I, next time I'm going to have all of that listed there for you. Or if you just send it over to me so I can just list it, you know, copy and paste. But yeah. Okay. No Anything I'm, else? No, that's it. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.